Welcome to Episode 5 of Theater 33's podcast series, Building Play, made possible by support from Pioneer Trust Bank, Ronnie LeCrute, and Oregon Community Foundation. I'm your host, Susan Coromel, and the Artistic Director of Theater 33, a new play development company in residence at Willamette University in Salem, Oregon. Building Play is a podcast about the work we do at Theater 33 and features discussions with playwrights, actors, dramaturgs, and designers. You can subscribe to our series on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Alexa, iHeartRadio, and Pandora. Visit our website at www.theater33.org for more information about our summer season of new plays. Today's episode, What on Earth is Dramaturgy? Today we'll get together with resident dramaturg Deb Vaughn and this season's guest dramaturg Nora Douglas, who is working on our last play of the summer, Tips for Raising My Daughter by Laura Wheatman Hill, to discuss the finer points of the work of the dramaturg in new play development. Well, thank you for being here and welcome Deb Vaughn and Nora Douglas for joining me this this Sunday morning to talk about dramaturgy. What on earth is dramaturgy? (laughs) No one knows, Susan. No one knows. No one knows. So end the podcast. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That was a quickie. Yeah. Um, well, I, I have I have a printout. Oh, do uh, you? That I, you start. Yeah, it's a little. You're the well, expert. It's a bit. Here. Well, I will start with the caveat that I uh, I always adapt this for my work with Theater Thirty Three because of the unique mission of the company. But I printed this out because of somebody was teasing me. No one knows. It says <laughs> it is maybe the first sentence is sufficient. Dramaturgy is a comprehensive exploration of the context in which the play resides. And it goes on to list the physical, social, political, economic milieus in which the action takes place, but also includes the psychological underpinnings of the characters, the metaphors, uh, thematic concerns, as well as the technical consideration um, of the play as a piece of writing. So structure, rhythm, flow, and even individual word choices. So basically anything to do with the text. And, and then I think when you talk about Theater 33, you add that the dramaturg is the advocate for the playwright. So absolutely. So, so your definition is kind of the historical, you know, German Sturm und Drang definition. But mm-hmm. we're, you know, our focus, we have to deal with living playwrights. So absolutely. our job, so our job kind of shifts to how can we support the playwright to realize all of those things that list of Mm -hmm. things that you that you said and Um, even maybe more specifically to help the playwright realize their particular goals within those that context for the really focused and intense time with the company because our rehearsal schedules are more compressed than uh, traditional theater would be because we're working with script in hand as opposed to a fully realized, memorized production. And because there's rewrites happening throughout the process, we have some unique considerations. So if helping the playwright maybe focus on some achievable goals given uh, the the limitations within the structure um, of our company. Right, Yeah, and depending on the process and how formal the rehearsal 
um, setup is, you know, we might be a go-between between the director and the playwright. Yeah. You know, we might have to protect the playwright from... Yes. Um, or we might, um, I, I think, yeah, we're, our job is to support the playwright to, to create the play that they think they have written or they want to write. Yes. Whatever that takes. So we're, we play a lot of different roles depending on, you know, where we are in the process and who the people are and how they work and what the, the ground rules are and expectations. Well, you ta- when you mentioned ground rules, I that was a, a thought I had as a question, which was how do you how do you you know as a as a dramaturg for new play development, you're you're meeting these playwrights who you may may or may not know. Um, most of the time, you don't know them, um, mm-hmm. and you've got to create a relationship pretty quick um, right. that that uh, helps them uh, understand that you're in their corner and that, that there's trust and, but right. you're also going to be um, really thinking critically about their play, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so I, I just wonder how, how that, how do you do that? How do you do that? I, I, yeah, I think the word trust is one of the most important, you know, first, you know, reading, reading the script closely so that when you meet them, you, you know, You've read it a couple of times and you have, you might have already ideas about, you know, what would help the play, but I think your first job is to um, really tell the playwright how much you like the play, what works, what, you know, start with the positive. It's kind of playwriting 101. You don't want to, you don't want to jump in with everything you know about plays, (laughs) You know, you want, you, well, you want, um, you want to understand the story that they want to tell. That's what I was going to say. I I usually start with in asking them questions. So starting with, I enjoyed reading the script. Tell me more about what you're curious about or where are the places where you want to investigate? What are your favorite parts? And immediately come to it, as we've said, as, as an advocate. Um, Right. And then set up, I mean, I I usually articulate to playwrights that not only am I um, a cheerleader for them in their process, but also that I am going to, that my job is to protect the integrity of the story as I understand they want to tell it. And sometimes, so there there are instances where I've um, put myself in between the director and the playwright but that goes both ways, right? So I don't, we don't, I don't want to end, put a playwright in a situation where because they're a living playwright in the rehearsal room, the director <laughs> is taking advantage of that and asking them to rewrite things that the director is grappling with. But by the same token, I also don't want the, um, the playwright to be sort of subverting the, what I understand to be their original intention for the story to mold to the actors or the theater space we're in or the Zoom space. So I see right, my right. role as kind of a buffer in between with really the text at the center. But I always yeah, wanted to be the yeah. playwright's goal of the text, not my interpretation of the text. Yeah. And yeah. I think playwrights, the you know, there's there's an appreciation of meeting someone who immediately says, I am a champion for your work. Yeah. And how can <laughs> I help powerful. you yeah. take it to the next level as opposed to coming in and being like, well, here are the parts that didn't make sense to me that, that I right. didn't. Right. Like Nora, I remember the, your first show that we worked on together, Shorn, 
I remember coming in, I read that script and I was like, I do not get this. Don't get it at all. (laughs) Not sure what we're doing here, but okay. And I remember walking in the room and like we, we started our conversation and the more you revealed to me about the story you wanted to tell, the more deeply I fell in love with that vision. And that is still one of my favorite theater 33 shows that I've ever worked on because it was such a, because I got to have such a journey from not really getting it to just deeply understanding and appreciating the story. So that, and it was, that was my, my first experience. And I'm, so I, I kind of found all of my work since then trying to get to that space. um, Oh, thanks. Yeah, no, that was, that was a heavenly experience, you know, as, as a playwright, you know, you, you are my role model. I'm trying to do what you have done with, with uh, Laura this year. We'll, well see. We'll thank see. Thank you. But Nora, I'm curious, like what, from your experience as a playwright, having worked with, I think we've worked together twice with me twice. as your dramaturg and, right. and then you've unofficially been my dramaturg for my show That's when right. it came up to, um, when you did it with your students. So what did... What do, you, what do you remember about the way that we worked together as playwright and dramaturg that made that so yummy? Well, I think, um, I think, I think what you talked about of, uh, you made it very clear that you were here for me mm-hmm. and um, that you would work as hard as I would work, which inspired me to work harder because man, if she's mm-hmm. going to put her heart in this, I better well, I met, I was intending to anyway. I mean, it was it was yeah. Let's be real. A, this is this was, is your it was your such an honor. I mean, I was I was ready <laughs> to do whatever it took. But but it helped having you in rehearsals and in those corners because you know when you're in that kind of um, hyperspace, you can't always hear what's going on. But having mm. knowing that there's somebody else in the room listening to the same situation that then they could mirror back. So. I say, this is what I heard. And you say, well, this is what I heard. And they might be the same, but they might be different. Mm-hmm. And it might be that what I, I I heard through my emotion of insecurity, you could say, well, maybe, maybe this is what really happened. Mm-hmm. You know, so just knowing that you were there. And mm-hmm. I remember there was one rehearsal you couldn't make. And I was devastated. It was like, <laughs> how do I do this? How do I do this? What, ha- you know, what happens if, you know, the world falls apart? Well, um, but that's it. I, like, but, to f- but it's a good thing. You know, I mean, it was good for me to have yeah. to, you know, stand up for myself. And, and, mm-hmm. and it, I mean, it was such a joyful experience. I mean, you know, Susan directed it. That was heaven. Mm-hmm. Great actors who were just so engaged and, yeah. and willing to, to go there. It is. Um, it does make me think that the power of having like a rehearsal buddy, like actors yeah. don't get that. I mean, hopefully the director yeah. serves that role, but ultimately it's, you know, it's that performer there on, on right. stage alone. And uh, yeah. the director might have an assistant director, but that's different. And so the idea that the theater 33 in particular gives playwrights like a rehearsal support person, right. Yeah. To just yeah. be in your corner um, yeah. is really, yeah. uh, really a lovely thing. And the other thing that you did very well was that you asked questions that caused me to clarify what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So do we have time for a little story of another kind of experience with a dramaturg? 
Sure, of course. Only if we don't okay. name names. No, no, I won't name names. <laughs> this was early. This was early. This was my first five minutes of fame when I first got out of graduate school. I won this award. So I was able to take a play to New York with this, you know, East Coast high-powered director and dramaturg. And um, the dramaturg liked something in my script. And I was, you know, I was, you know, from the West Coast, very insecure. And I really let her tell me what I should do with the, the, the play. Mm-hmm. So she became more of a, I think, a, I, so I wrote a play for her. The, uh, the structure was, the, so I like what I wrote. It went, it was successful. It went on. It led me to some other great opportunities. But the play that I brought and the play that I wrote had two different hearts. They were really two different stories. And, you know, I wonder what would have happened to my original play if I'd had you, Deb. No, if I'd well, had somebody. Well, send it to me, Nora. Send yeah. it. I'll read it. <laughs> okay. I, it's old now. But I think, you know, having somebody who, mm-hmm. who's, who really, you know, she was smart. She was, she was, you know, she was very seasoned. You know, she'd done mm-hmm. this a lot. But um, what she fell in love with in my script was not necessarily the story I wanted to tell. Mm-hmm. And so I just wonder, could I have could I have finished the play that I wrote in mm-hmm. a different situation? Mm-hmm. So um, so that's kind of I always have that in my mind when I'm working with playwrights that, you know, I'm the servant. My job is to mm-hmm. find out what you want to do and mm-hmm. to support you. That's right. Even if it's not the, cho- that's right. Even if it's not the choice. Yeah. Even if it's not the choice that I would make as a writer. Right. It, it is my job to, to be your supporter and your advocate and help you get that to the place that you want it. So there yeah. is a, yeah. um, I, I should thank you. It was very gracious in the way that I phrased that question just with like <laughs> praise on me, but I want to reflect no, back. True. I want to reflect back to you, Nora, that, a, I think that what you have said, the being present and being an advocate and finding the playwright's heart is something that I know you will do successfully in this um, upcoming process. Well, thank you. Um, but also, be, and, and I know that because as a playwright, you come at that same place. And I think that if there's a, uh, there's a symbiotic relationship there when it really clicks, if the dramaturg has that, open, giving, like sort of selfless, I want to help you make your vision come true. And the playwright comes with an openness of, I love the play that I wrote, but I'm also curious about what it can become. Then together you can move that along. I think if either party comes too dug in uh, to this is what it has to be, then it's not going to go as far. Right, right. And different playwrights want different things. You know, I've worked with yes, playwrights who really didn't want a dramaturg. They wanted, um, I don't know what they wanted. They wanted an <laughs> editor or they wanted a secretary or they just wanted, you know, they wanted to prove that what they'd already written was perfect. And, and you know, there was no really, con- there's no real conversation. Yeah. And at some, you know, you can try your different ways in, but at, at, the bottom line is it's what the playwright wants is willing to do can do 
it's really, you know, you, you have to kind of mold yourself to where they are. And you bring up editor. What what would you say is the difference for our audience listening that that are listening to this discussion about dramaturgy? But it is different than being an editor. And what what might mm-hmm. that be? Yeah. I would well, rarely rarely write a line or suggest like cutting. Uh, I don't I don't take a red pen to a playwright's work if there's a section that feels to me like it's not achieving the dramatic goal, I will ask questions of the playwright um, to, you know, what is your intention here? When I read this, it comes off this way. Is that what you're hoping for? What if this happened instead? But I don't, I don't do line edits. I rarely even suggest wording of lines uh, in rare occasions. I think Nora, I've done it just a couple of times with you. Like, what if we put this sentence first, but yeah, or I don't where write. I had a weird a weird word that meant something different to you than mm-hmm. it meant to me. So right, but we would questions. talk about it, right? I right, would say, right, oh, right. this word, right? And I, yeah. so I don't, yeah, I don't use and a red pen. I think pen. I even stood up for myself once and said, no, I like yes. it this way. I yep. think I and I think I, said, I think I said, I think I said, okay, Nora. <laughs> but Although I, I might have changed it later. I think well, you probably think, did when I wasn't looking. Yeah. <laughs> it's back to, yeah, um, once, once we left... Yeah, once we left. So I listen for inconsistencies, mm-hmm. um, you know, like false notes, or if there a, dis- a character is described in one scene and then and then the evidence in the next scene contradicts that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll I'll point up that kind of thing, or or you know, just kind of glaring, um, you know, pushing for more development of an idea. Yes rather than rather than but um you know i'm not a line editor i, I think yeah. i i agree with deb you know yeah. wanting the playwright to go deeper or um just asking for clarification mm-hmm. and that could mm-hmm. be on a single line yeah but it's not and it could be yeah i i think there's been places where you know like if a playwright was looking to to trim a, a play, like, oh, this scene seems like it might be a little bit bloated. It's longer than we want. Um, you yeah. know, one of my goals for the development process is I'd like to, to pare this down to its essence. So if that right. was the case, right. then I might be functioning closer to an editor where I would say, well, yeah. this piece maybe feels extraneous or how is this serving the, the arc of the right. scene or building right. to the, the tension? But that that would be at the playwright's um, request. Generally, I assume that the the script is what the playwright wants it to be, um, yeah. and we're just looking to, as you say, illuminate, develop, enhance. Yeah, yeah. With with an invitation, you know, maybe in yes. the last rehearsals. I remember really struggling with the end of Martine. Mm-hmm. Remember, we I rewrote it six times, and it never quite worked. I don't know if it even works yet, but. Um, the the idea that it had ended a couple of times before it ended remember that and I think that was a discussion where we kind of battled it out I mean in a respectful way it wasn't and it was I invited you okay what is what do we need to do Mm -hmm. here um Mm -hmm. but um I know this is probably talking more about playwriting than dramaturgy but um, I do think in in some ways the dramaturg's uh, ability to see the structure or understand the structure or the architecture of a play mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. can help certain playwrights. I mean, I, I think, yeah. I, and I, I don't know how you define yourself, 
Nora, but certain playwrights start with structure. Um, s others might um, create the characters and you know throw them in the pot and see see what the story reveals, right? right? right. Which is less likely to have um, a definite structure to it. Might get there, but yeah, yeah. yeah well, I think the dramaturg's job, well, to kind of to know what kind of playwright they're dealing with. You know, if there is a yeah. structure to help them refine it mm -hmm. and clarify it. But if if they, you know, I think you have to tread carefully if it seems like there's not a, a structure. And, I, and I'm going probably from that one hard um, experience that I had that I wasn't able to identify what I wanted that play to be. Mm -hmm. So I let it become something else. Um, but to help the playwright find the structure, not impose it. And that's a kind that's of a right. delicate, it's a delicate, I suppose if the playwright calls for that, you know, you can, I mean, we bring whoever we are, you know, we bring our own experiences. So mm -hmm. I, obviously I bring my experience. I have a lot more experience as a playwright than as a dramaturg. So I, I, I bring that to the table, but, you know, I really have to be careful not to, I'm not a, a, a play doctor. I, you know, I don't want, I want to be invited, I guess is the, mm -hmm. um, but structure is, structure is, you know, I think that's one of the hardest things if the playwright doesn't have that naturally. Mm -hmm. And when you ask, I don't even know what kind of playwright I am. I think, I think I have an internal structure, but I don't think I would identify it. It just kind of happens as I write. Yeah. I would say my experience of you as a playwright, Nora, is that you're a little bit more like the stories you've told me is of the ones we've worked on is that the characters spoke to you first, that that right. was the right. kind of inciting piece that allowed you to tell the story and that the structure evolved as you followed their journey. Right. Whereas I, right. I just finished working with a playwright who's um, was very much like the script started. And if you listen to the last podcast, Rachel talks about this, but the, the script started with the opening moment and it was about right. the place and it was right. about the, right. the time and, and the atmosphere. And then she built the characters within that. And so those almost two, um, not opposite, but two very different yeah. ways of approaching. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's also, sometimes it's not, I, I don't think I'd go so far as to say the playwrights I've worked with don't have the structure. Sometimes it's just a matter of helping them figure out how to articulate what the structure is. Right. And so to your point about that early experience that was challenging, what if you'd had a, a dramaturg that instead of superimposing a structure helped you to draw out what you already had in your head, it just hadn't materialized. Right. Yet. Right. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a good point. Um, and sometimes what you're really doing is trying to clarify conventions Mm -hmm. um, so, and I think that's, right. that's one of the things that I find most often that the story is there, the characters are there, but mm -hmm. within that structure, there's the conventions are, are not clear. Why do, why does this character appear this way here? Mm -hmm. And then this way here, mm -hmm. uh, you know, what are the, what are the rules of the, of the stage? Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's often related to that structure or, or helping to clarify the structure. And I think one um, of the things we haven't talked a lot about kind of the research support uh, of it, but I do think yeah. that sometimes, and I think we did this, um, we might've done this with Shorn. 
um, as we were trying to clarify, like how much passage of time happened between scene right, one and remember, scene two, yeah. what happened outside that we, what happened off stage that we didn't see. So I sometimes will support a playwright by creating a timeline of, yeah, of you, you know, scene one that. takes place here. Yeah. And so I think that is a way to support the clarification of structure yeah. to simply read the text and pull out in the same way that a director or an actor would do. Uh, or a designer, pull out what you see and then articulate that so that the playwright can then, uh, you know, identify if that's clear or not. And I have done some research pieces um, last summer during Bethany. It was all, there was a lot about constellations and Greek mythology. So I was reading Greek myths and sharing those with the the team. The playwright had already done all that research. So that wasn't to support her work. It was really to support the the production team, um, you yeah. know, you know, yeah. be- again, c- because we're in a condensed rehearsal period, I can take the time to do that. Um, right. so there are also those kind of more technical research documentation pieces. Um, mm-hmm. but those are often kind of less, less critical, I think in, yeah. in this. So I remember that conversation and the timeline, cause that shocked me. I remember I, cause it's something I hadn't really thought about and it, and it, it forced me to go back and really think, think about, you know, and it was just your questions. So how long does it take? And it was like, you know, deer in headlights and I have no idea, (laughs) but, but it forced me to go back and really kind of think through, you know, could this happen in this space of time? Nora, how long does it take them to walk to town? We need to know. (laughs) No, Is it 45 minutes or three days? I know you had excellent clarifying questions, (laughs) but you know, I mean, that, that, that itself is a, is a fine art. So, you know, I think as a, as a dramaturg, just our job is to keep going back to the script, you know, read Mm -hmm. it, over yep. and over and over and over. And ask the questions. Ask lots of questions. That's yes. when I type notes for playwrights, um, especially on my first reading when I don't know them very well yet, I try to use very few statements um, and right. use mostly questions. Uh, I'm yeah. just yeah. why, I, you know, like the, the five W's, like you teach in elementary oh, school. Oh, yeah. Playwriting. Um, and I just, yeah. Yeah, I really try to hold myself to those. And like, if I've got a bullet that doesn't start with a who, what, when, where, why question, I got to go back and rephrase because otherwise it feels like I'm imposing my ideas or or you're judging. Rather than than inviting more information. Um, And so that's that's one way that I I try to begin with that invitation to collaborate. We're diplomats. What what we all do too, right? I mean, that's Mm -hmm. what I as a director, that's what I do with actors, you know, I mean, because the different, when you were talking about the difference between the, the editor and the, and the dramaturg, I, I mean, it's, it's similar, um, as a director, because I also, um, have a career as an acting teacher, but as a director, I don't want to be an acting teacher. Right. And so (laughs) just trying to, to balance, um, how much you're going to give, to the yes, actor right. and how much room the actor needs to develop, which is very similar to how much room the playwright needs to develop. And right. Yeah, right. That's right. The notes right. Are. right. And that's a yeah. good point, Susan. You know, it's not, I don't, I don't want, want to do the work for the playwright. I want no. to create the environment in which the playwright can do the work they want to do. Right. 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 And it sounds like a similar, I, I like that metaphor for the director and the actors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
It's also useful, I think, for the dramaturg and the playwright and the director to sit down and mm-hmm. just discuss the play. Maybe even, mm-hmm. you know, it, we do have shortened uh, rehearsal process, but it 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 might be really useful to. And I think I know the dramaturg and the playwright do this, but to include the director in that process yeah. and right. just say, yeah. "What is this play about? Yeah. You know, what are you? What are your intentions?" And yeah. then, um, yeah. and I've always found it useful in my own work as a director to distill down what I into one sentence what I think the play is about. Um, yeah. But I'd love to to. Th- I think that's a, a good do that. Yeah, that's a really good exercise for the playwright. I, I had to do would. that for Hamlet once. It took me two days. <laughs> to distill it down? <laughs> distill it down to one sentence. It was a run-on, I have to admit. <laughs> Wasn't that the, I, in the film, uh, the Olivier film? Um, they start at the beginning, and it's the story of Hamlet, the Prince of Denmark, a man who couldn't make up his mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's I- Pretty good distillation. Um, I'm going to note that as a good question coming to the playwright, because that's one thing where I think I would use a statement. I'd say, here's yeah. here's how I understood the play. Yeah. This, this yeah. is what I think it's about. Um, and Susan, I think, you know, I'm always uh, working on, you know, kind of the micro level of like, what is this play and how do I help this play, right? But also thinking on the macro level about the whole Theater 33 process and model. Mm-hmm. And so right. one of the other... So I love your suggestion of bringing the director, the playwright, and the dramaturg together ahead of the rehearsal period, because I think the the director often enters with um, new ideas and inspiration, which is wonderful, but typically the playwright and I have been in communication for at least a month ahead of time. I've sometimes seen one or two rewrites of the scripts. We've had times where we've showed up for the first rehearsal and the director doesn't have the most current version of the text. So bringing those three um, roles together a little earlier in the process, I think, gives more more opportunity for learning for all of them. And then the other piece of the... Yeah. So the other piece on the back end then of the Theater 33 model that the dramaturg participates in is the um, bringing the audience into the process through the post-show feedback sessions. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another interesting place where I, I feel like my job is to be a buffer for the text. And it's Mm -hmm. I will say it is a really interesting challenge to ask audience members who've come in and heard a play for the first time Right. And then ask them to reflect not on what they've seen and heard, but on the text. It is not something that human brains do very well. And so one of the my jobs is to try to work with the playwright to come up with questions to ask the audience that will kind of help them get there as much as is reasonable in that framework and give the playwright information to help continue to move the process along. And also, I feel strongly not invite um, sort of criticism. Our Theater 33 audiences are really supportive, but I think if there's a, an artistic choice that's been made, it can get, be easy to kind of get hung up on that. Um, and also not ask the artist to defend the choices they made, right? The choices mm-hmm. that were made are what are made. But if you as an audience member have 
questions about the structure and the text, then let's get to those. And it is a, I, I do a lot of facilitation and I think it is <laughs> the most challenging yeah. facilitation uh, uh, task. Uh, and I don't think I've quite perfected it even after three years of, of this. Right. And no, I'm, it is hard for an audience to, to separate what they've seen um, and what might be on the page, mm-hmm. right? Because all yeah. of the interpretive yeah. layers that are in between those two things, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. and that same is true for the actors and the director. I mean, we we look for directors who work with new plays and understand mm-hmm. the concept of that, and that it's not about you know yeah. creating your concept of this play, but it is about doing this play and yeah. making a three dimensional. Um, representation in our small space of what this play could be you know mm-hmm. so giving the uh, playwright an opportunity to see their play three-dimensionally for things like time and space you know which yeah, are right. impossible to do when you are um, even just listening to a reading right it's a bigger it's a bigger um, that was my husband leaving the kitchen I don't know if you all heard that um, <laughs> Uh, real life. This is real life. It is. It's real life. It is real, it's life. real life. Dogs barking, husbands <laughs> leaving the kitchen. Um, but yes, there's a there's a, a an added three dimensionality to the play at Theater Thirty Three. Mm-hmm. But it's not it's not the final piece, right? A play um, goes on and on and on in its many lives uh, once it leaves right. Theater Thirty Three. Yeah. Um, There was a question there, but I forgot. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. So we're talking about the, the feedback from the audience. It's um, what's so, what you're facilitating really uh, in that situation is the integrity of the play, right? I mean, you, that yeah. you're the, you're standing, you're the guardian at the, at the gate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel that very, yeah. I mean, I feel that responsibility very strongly. It feels uh, even as the dramaturg, it's not, it's not my text, but it feels very vulnerable. And I, you know, at any, of all the points in the process, that is the moment where I feel like the playwright has given me the most trust because for performers to sit in front of the audience and receive feedback, that's essentially what they do every night, right? They're, right. you know, they're feeding off the energy, but to ask a playwright who may not be comfortable there to join us on stage and then just ask people, what'd you think of my play? Like that's incredibly vulnerable. And so, you know, all respect to our, our playwrights who've entered into that space, I think very open and willing to receive that feedback. And um, I don't think I've ever had a playwright come back and say, um, oh, I, I was devastated by that talk back. Yeah. Most of the feedback yeah. I get is that was really energetic and great. Um, which is validating for me because I do feel like it is it is really my job to make sure that that doesn't go off the rails or go to a place that is critical of um, of this this writer's work in, one, that is in progress. It's not yeah. finished, right? Yeah. But one of the things that you do, because I've witnessed a lot of these from you, is that you set those those guidelines up at the very beginning. You say this is what this is, and this is what this isn't. And this is what we would like to hear. And being the playwright sitting up there, somebody, you know, there's a reason I'm a playwright and not an actor. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm in hyperspace. I'm, I'm not listening. So 
so having it come, you know, so you share your notes afterwards. And usually at the end, when I would go home and I would write down everything I thought I heard, but you, mm-hmm. but you know, you're, we are, we are vulnerable and we're trying to listen, but it doesn't all go in, <laughs> you know, so having, yeah. so having somebody, having somebody facilitate that and know, know that vulnerability, I think is mm-hmm. really important. Know yeah. that, that your job right now is to protect this little person who's trying I mean we you know you write a play and you're whether you think you've written it about yourself or not you have yeah but you know even no matter how objective you think it is um you know you are putting yourself on the line so I really appreciate how you do that and I really appreciate how you set it up because you're Mm -hmm. really clear at the beginning this is what we want to hear this is not what it is so well and I want to give a shout out to the theater 33 audiences. I mean, I think if we were doing this with an audience that didn't know what they were coming into, it would be different. But are these, I see the same faces show after show and people come because they want to help and they, they too respond to an invitation to help this play build and grow. And so, um, yeah, I don't mean any of this as a criticism of our audience members who are so invested in this process. They give fantastic feedback. Yes. Um, I just, it's just, I'm aware. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that I'm very aware of that. Um, so yeah, that's, um, that's really, um, I love that opportunity of inviting the audience into the work that we've been doing for two months leading up to, and that the playwright may have been doing for years. Um, and then that they so generously contribute to that and kind of play by the rules yeah. um, that I set up and really do their best. And I just acknowledge that it's difficult to hear yeah. uh, a text for the first time and then give, you know, really thoughtful, critical feedback of, about it. So they, yeah. they do a great And job. I also enjoy when they... Um, that they disagree with each other. Oh, it's my favorite. The theater, or they you know. or or they defend the playwright. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's when you know like it's really yeah. it's happening. I have felt defended by the audience. And, and yeah, and it's yeah. it is a it's a different kind of thrill. But oh yeah. oh thank you. You yeah you, you can't. And so it I is. like what our engineer has said. Um Rachel said there's a generosity that focuses on building the play up. Yes, and that word generosity, and mm-hmm. that is that is who the the theater thirty three audiences are. Absolutely, yeah. the fact that they're all willing to stay at the end of most of these that we do are full length plays, and so it's right. and it's summer, it's hot out, and they come into this space, and you know they and we turn the lights on them, like we bring up the house lights, and we're like, all right, we're all looking at you now. Um, <laughs> tell us what you thought, and so yeah, there's a there's a vulnerability for the audiences potentially as well, and right. the fact yeah. that that so many are. Um, are a part of that. And often too, we get, um, you know, there's some people who, who don't choose to speak during those times or, or cannot stay. And often Susan will forward me an email that she's received. So people go home and continue thinking about this process and spend the time to send that additional feedback. And it's just really, um, it's a really nice kind of, um, button on the end uh, to bring the audience into those discussions and, yeah. and ask them to, to be part of it. Well, and it's interesting we're talking about the audience because I think in terms of the, the dramaturg's job and the, you're not only um, working with, I guess you have two, two minds, not unlike the, the director where, where you, you are looking at how is the audience going to perceive this, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, right? And you become sort of the first audience member mm-hmm. in a way to the yeah. play. 
Yeah, say, absolutely. Well, that's not, that might not be clear to an audience, mm-hmm. you know, is something that um, might be in the dramaturg's mind. I know it's obviously in the director's mind, but in my, in my mind as a director, I'm always like, well, let's, let's find out, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm never the one to think of it um, quietly in a room. I always want to just do it a bunch of different ways with the, with the actors that, at hand to see, you know, how it is actually going to work if, if such a thing comes up in a play. Well, that's a little bit of the balance too, is trying to, I I try to be attuned to like, what are things that are textual challenges that could be um, addressed through rewrites? And what are things that are directorial challenges that can be addressed through staging the scene a different way or coaching the actors differently? And at what point to intervene on either one of those yeah. those sides? Like, when do I go to Nora and say, hey, I really think the scene is missing a couple of key uh, emotional milestones because the actors are really struggling? Right. Or where do I say, oh, Nora, don't make any changes. Let's see if the director and the actors can can get this across the finish line. And, you know, sort of balancing the time within the the amount that we have in the rehearsal room and you know again what I know about the actors and the director and what I know about the playwright and the text to just kind of um I I feel like I'm overemphasizing the role but it really does I feel like I sit in the middle and work to just again helps move that script forward yeah um, no and that 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 timing is really important because you know depending on the playwright I'm I'm, you know, I'm eager to please. So the, you know, the first moment that something doesn't work, I'm ready to completely rewrite the whole scene. And I remember a couple of times you saying exactly that. Well, let's, let's wait and see if they can figure it out. Mm -hmm. And And there were sometimes they did. That's right. And there were times when it solved itself and there were times when it didn't and you went back and rewrote. Yeah. 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 So, and that, and the other, I mean, the other X factor here is that those, problem solving moments um, could be different with a different set of pair with different actors and a different director or a different theater space. And so there's also like how much of this is just the energy and dynamics of who's in the room and the room we're in versus um, how much is, is actually um, a real issue. And I'll say, Noriel, I'm so excited for you to, to work on this next show in the zoom space because that adds a whole other element (laughs) <laughs> yeah, when, yeah, and yeah, we need to make and and I would say we've it's been pretty successful um the shows thus far but you have the biggest right. challenge because you have four actors and that's four actors the most and there's this. and there's there's there is action I mean it, there yes yeah and how much yep. to narrate and how much to indicate yeah well and yeah. I, I know and that's talked- that's the director's job but yeah how to how right. to do that how to convey um that well, it, space. Yeah. plus the convention of of the mother. When is she? Right. Which is also an interesting uh, challenge to us in Zoom uh, because I'm playing the mother and Tom's playing the father, but the mother <laughs> and the father should not be in the same the space. Same space. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so now we're thinking, okay, well, I'll, I'll run this, my Zoom in this room and you run your zoom in that room. And, and mm-hmm. now the question is, can the house take <laughs> two zooms happening at the same time? Right. We'd have, no you have idea. to go to motel six. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll go. Yeah, there you go. 
<laughs> well, and it, yeah. it <laughs> there is, um, yeah. And I think Nora, especially I, I think about how I would work with you as a playwright in the zoom space that I can see that you're, you're such a prolific writer and you're so ready to come with new ideas that you would be rewriting stuff for zoom every day. And it, the, it would true. really, it would really be incumbent upon me as, as your dramaturg to, um, dissuade you from doing that. I've told right. all the playwrights right. this season, don't do rewrites for Zoom. Right. He, yeah. You know, and I, like, and, and the directors and actors have fully delivered on that, that performance promise and have not required that at all. Yeah, that, that's been the, the thing that's been haunting me the most about this is, um, is that this, that this Zoom season or that this season for the play is really to see where it starts. That's yes. Right. Um, yes. You know, and there are, you know, there are, there are a few convention questions that I have, um, you know, I mean, how do we put you in a different lighting, Susan? Mm -hmm. you know, right. And so how do we establish, um, but um, next year, I think, is the time where, you know, actually getting it on its feet. So I've, I felt like, am I doing enough? Am I doing my job? You know, um, I really wanted to hear it out, hear the play out loud before we got mm -hmm. to rehearsals. And that just didn't happen with schedules and, and technology and things. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's really good advice. Cause I've really been thinking about that. You know, how much, how much rewriting can you do in five days? And that's true. <laughs> right. Um, right. And yeah. it, and yeah. it, and how, yes, I mean, we, it's amazing with uh, Dorothy's dictionary, how much, how much work uh, Ellen did in those four yeah. days. Um, and actually yeah. Windbury Creek as well. I mean, Nora, the playwrights this season have been very um, aligned with your work ethic, uh, you know, and I wasn't sure coming into it because it's, it's just the five days, but right. they have kind of been so inspired, I think, by yeah. hearing the play and having the opportunity right. to do this kind of collaboration, especially yeah. when we're, we're, working over zoom and from home that they've done an incredible amount of writing during that time. And in fact, Rachel said that the kind of the intensity of that compression has, was, was a different experience. You know, when we're in the rehearsal room together, we're usually one night on one night off. So you have right. writing time, but it's like, no, if you want rewrites, you got 12 hours to get them turned in. So it, yeah. it does kind of create, exciting it's a really fertile. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's something mm -hmm. exciting about that. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, no, so, yeah, there's it, some it, benefits of this this Zoom life that we're living right now and to have right. been able to find those yeah. really productive, creative, collaborative spaces has been yeah. really fulfilling. Yeah, I've noticed that in the play I'm I'm working on with this other group. Um, you know, I trying to do Zoom as a teacher, I it was terrifying. Oh, I didn't want anything to do with it. But, yeah. you know, it's it's uh there, there are some advantages mm -hmm. in, in, uh, it's, it's a different world it is, it is. <laughs> and it's changed the writing. It has definitely changed the writing, mm -hmm. knowing that. So I, this play that I'm working on, knowing that it's going to go on zoom, you know, it's a different play than it would be in the, in the, in a theater. Right. But, and our, our goal this summer is, as you say, Nora, is to, is to get the, help the play move forward in its development with the eye on producing it in a year, right? Yeah. So there's a a different focus than a regular right. Theater 33 season where we would be working on something for uh, two weeks 
and um, you know, seeing see, seeing with lights, set, sound, right, costumes, right. actors, what what it does. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's a bit of what has lent um, success to this season is that. I don't think anybody along the way was trying to replicate the in-person process. And I think that's where, not to make this too much about education, but I think we immediately tried to teach online exactly the same way as we taught in the classroom. And that was not as successful. And so one of the things (laughs) the company did really well is immediately sort of create a new model. Like, okay, so how are we going to do this this year and make this productive and that our outcomes are our goals are different than what they would have been if we were in the the rehearsal room together. And so that, because we didn't try to shove the in-person process into the digital space, but allowed it to be its own um, type of collaboration, we've been able, I think, to find some success. Yeah, Yeah. no, I think so. And I think it's really exciting to hear these plays this year and knowing that you were going to come back to them Mm -hmm. in a different setting next year. I think that's that's really exciting. And that just made me think that those audience members who've been present on the virtual readings this year, if they get to come back next yeah. summer and see them, like then they will have uh, different and more robust feedback potentially I to think offer so too. because they've yeah, been think- a part of the process for a longer time. Yeah, I think right. so too. Yeah, so too. it's a, it's all a brand new experience next year. And Theater 33 mm-hmm. does have a very loyal following. I see, I see names that I recognize, you know, not that I know these people, but it's like, I know that name. I've seen that person, you know, it's it's kind of, it's kind of nice. We just couldn't figure out how to do the wine raffle on Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Yeah. Which was kind of a bummer. It really feels like kind of empty at the end of the, we were talking at the last show, how we all, all the production team really wanted to go out and celebrate together and, you know, split a plate of French fries. And we just, we couldn't figure out how to make that happen. So French fries and the wine raffle, we got to solve that one. We'll solve that. Yeah. All right. So, so if I'm, I'm going to play host, cause I guess my, that's my job, but um, (laughs) to, to wrap this up, I'll, I'll bring us back to a single sentence. Okay. The dramaturg for new play development is slash does the traumaturg for new play development is the advocate for the script period okay i would say a a dramaturg for new play development is a cheerleader for the playwright and an advocate for the text Oh, a compound sentence. No fair. <laughs> yes. Not a run-on, Nora. Not a run-on. Don't edit me. The compound. Uh, yeah. Champion. Champion well, for the playwright cha- and advocate for the script. Okay. <laughs> now we're going to have to diagram that because we're I dramaturgs. Know. We I will. know. I need, yeah. I, and I'm, you know, I'm, I love revision. <laughs> right. Plus you're an, you're an English teacher. So you got I'm it all. Teacher, you yeah. got it all. <laughs> Well, this, well, this has, has been, been fun. It has been delightful to see you too on yeah. this fine thank Sunday you. morning in July. Yes. And thank you for your good conversation. And um, I can't wait to get started on this next play, Tips for Raising My Daughter by Laura Wheatman Hill. 
Excellent. Yes. Nora, yeah. I can't wait to join in the Zoom and watch you facilitate. I know. I'm, I'm going to be in my jammies <laughs> kicking back. Yeah, but but the chat is there for you to say, uh, Nora, back <laughs> off or ask oh, this question or what do you think you're doing? Or... Oh, I thought you were going to give me demerits if I didn't send very thoughtful who, what, when, where, why feedback well, to the playwright. You can do that too. <laughs> Thank you so much. This has been fun. Thank you. It's good to talk to you both. Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you.